Emma Mae Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, incredible, loved, valued, important people? You are so, so incredible to me, and I'm so thankful for your life. Welcome to the Have You Heard podcast with your host, Emma Mae Jenkins. That is still kind of crazy hearing it come out of my own mouth. I'm so thankful. Y'all, praise be to God for this platform by which the Lord has provided in order for me to Just be a vessel of his heart so that you may be encouraged. You may come to know him. You may build the foundation of your life upon him. I pray that after you listen to these podcast episodes, that you don't hold my opinion in high esteem, but that it is the word of God that draws you to this podcast. And it is the word of God that you hold in high esteem as you take your headphones back out and you go into your day after you listen to the podcast, because it is all about the Lord. I pray that your love for him deepens. I pray your love for his word deepens. I pray that this podcast is simply a tool that the Lord uses to draw you to himself. And I'm just humbled and thankful that I get to be a part of what God is doing in your life in that way. Y'all, I'm so thankful for you and I'm so excited about today. So without further ado, faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's get into the word. The other day, I was with some of my incredible friends, and we were all at a restaurant, and it was around brunch time. I love juice, like whether it's apple juice, grape juice, orange juice, I just get excited about juice. And so I asked our waitress if they had orange juice, and she said, yeah, coming right up. And she brought it out, and y'all, I took one sip of this orange juice, and it was so yummy. Like... It was just so good and satisfying and the perfect amount of like tart and sweet and it was just lovely. Like I I was so thankful for that orange juice to say the least. There is something really sweet whenever it doesn't take that much to get you excited because you see the Lord in everything. Like if you see a flower on the side of the road or you drink a good glass of orange juice or like, I don't even know, like whatever it may be that something so simple and you get so excited about it. And some people may look at you and be like, it's just orange juice or it's just a flower. And it makes me think of Ephesians 1 where Paul says that Jesus fills everything everywhere with himself. And yeah, it may appear as though it doesn't take much for you to get excited, but whenever you see the Lord in everything, that's a pretty darn big reason to be excited. I see him in the flowers. I see him in the orange juice. I see him in the sun coming up and in its setting and from the rising of the sun to its setting, his name is to be praised. Be thankful in all circumstances. Rejoice 
always talk to the Lord continually because his joy is our strength. There's something so sweet whenever it doesn't take much to get excited because you know that there's actually very much in the little things. But I was just so excited about this orange juice. I was refreshed and excited. I was amazed. I was satisfied. And not only that, but I wanted everyone else at the table to experience this OJ too. And because of all of the stuff with sickness and COVID and the pandemic that's going on, I I refrained from sharing my orange juice glass all, all around the table. But y'all, my excitement was still there. I wanted everyone at the table to have this orange juice that I had tasted. And friends, this is what it's like when Jesus is encountered. This is what it's like when the goodness of God is experienced and when the light of God floods into someone's heart so that they can see the gospel. This is what happens whenever someone is saved. And the gospel is this, that God so loved the world, John three sixteen through 17. God so loved the world. He so loved you and me that he sent his one and only son to come and die for us. And he came and died for us because we have sinned. All of us have sinned. Not a single one is perfect. No one does good all the time and never sins. Not even one. We are. We have all fallen short of God's glory. We have all turned away from God, gone our own way, done our own thing, been disobedient to his heart. And the payment that we have for doing so is to die. So God so loved us that he sent his one and only son to live the perfect, obedient, good life that none of us could live. And then he died a death on the cross. He was, he was crucified. He was the perfect sacrifice. He was buried in a tomb and three days later he rose from the grave. And if you continue reading in John three sixteen through 17, we know that anyone who believes in him shall never perish but have eternal life for Jesus he says i did not come to condemn the world but i came to save the world i came to rescue you from the sin that you got yourself into i came to rescue you from the death that you have to pay apart from me because i love you so much for the wages of sin is death, Romans 6, 23. But the gift of God, it is a free gift and it is eternal life. It is a forever relationship with him. We are a new creation in Christ. All who call upon the name of the Lord and believe in our heart that he is who he says he is. And declare with our mouth that we believe in him and we believe that he did what he claimed to do. You are saved. You are brand new. You are covered in his blood that he shed for you on the cross. And so now whenever God the Father sees you, he no longer sees the sin that separated you from him, but he sees the blood of his son and all of your sins are removed. You are made as pure as snow. As far as the east is from the west, so is it that he has removed your sins from, your, from yourself. And this is the gospel. God did this because he's a jealous God who is deserving of the glory and because he wants a relationship with you. That is how special you are to the Lord.
This is the gospel. So friends, when I say that whenever you encounter Jesus, whenever you experience the goodness of God, whenever his light floods into your heart, because we know Paul tells us that the enemy, he is the God of this age, Satan, the devil. He has blinded the eyes of unbelievers so that they may not see the light of the gospel. And by the power of the Lord, whenever his light floods into your heart, and you can see the light of the gospel, you will never be the same. Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Blessed is the woman who takes refuge in him. Blessed are you who takes refuge in him. And it's so crazy. This is what I meant earlier when I said that Jesus fills everything everywhere with himself. Because in Romans 12, 2, we know that by the power of the Lord, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we may be able to test and approve his good, pleasing, and perfect plan for our life. But when our minds are transformed by the Lord, we start to see things differently than how we did before him how we did before we were being led by him, filled with his spirit and in love with him. And that's that's one of the beautiful examples of it is when you drink orange juice and you taste it and it's so good and you want to share it with everybody. My mind was like, that's the gospel. I know God and I love God. And now I want everyone to experience his truth that sets free. I want them to be refreshed too. I want them to be satisfied too. I don't want them to be searching in all of the wrong places to fill the void in their life that can only be filled by the one who made them. I want them to be made whole. In Psalm 23, 1, in the Lord, we lack no good thing. He made us for himself to be in relationship with him. And until we are in relationship with him, we will constantly be lacking. We will constantly be unsatisfied. But taste and see that the Lord is good. And you're going to want to share that meal with every other human you come into contact with. When we are saved by God from sin and death in the graves, our lives aren't the same. listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. I wanted to take a break in our show today to tell you about an online parenting event that you or someone you know definitely won't want to miss. We're living in strange and difficult days, wouldn't you say? And I think it's safe to say that parents feel the pressure to lead in their homes especially well right now. But wouldn't it be nice to feel the freedom to check that perfectionism at the door and become the perfectly imperfect parent God actually called you to be? It's time to sign up today for the Perfectly Imperfect Christian Parenting event that will be held on October 23rd through 24th. This completely digital event was designed to give parents the practical and spiritual help needed to grow as leaders in the home, and it's an easy and accessible digital format. With more than 40 available talks, you'll hear from amazing speakers like Aaron and Jamie Ivey, Mark Batterson, Jonathan Pitts, Nicole Zasowski, the Duck Dynasty Robertson family, and many, many more. 
Tickets are only $49, so we invite you or a parent that you love to register today for this digital Christian parenting event. Visit perfectlyimperfect.org to sign up today. Now, let's get back to today's show. Okay, I want to share some verses with y'all on what I mean by how your life is truly changed from the inside out when you come into a relationship with Jesus, when you believe in Him and are filled with Him. 2 Corinthians 5, 14-21, Paul says, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, that is Jesus. He died for all of the sins of the world, every human, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should not live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. What is he saying? That Jesus came and died for us, not so that we could keep on living in the very thing he set us free from, not so we could keep living for ourselves, but so that we could live for him, be compelled by his love and share this freedom with the world for his glory. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Like I said earlier, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. We, we think differently now. We see differently. He goes on to say, though we were once, re- though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And what this basically means is that God He wanted us in relationship with him. He made us to be in relationship with him. And So he made a means by which we can come back to him. He brought us back to himself through his son, not counting our sins against us. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So because we have been brought back to him in relationship, in unity, in wholeness through his son, Jesus, we have now been committed the message of this good news of this bring being brought back to God, of salvation. And now we are commanded by the Lord to now go and share that to all people. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 28, go therefore into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all that I have commanded you to do and know that I will be with you to the very end of the age. Y'all, God's love does not end with you, but it continues with you. It goes on to say, Paul says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. What does that mean? We represent Christ. Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. He goes on to say, as though God were making his appeal through us. So this message of hope, this message of truth and grace and freedom now lives in those who believe in Jesus. And we are called to share it with the world as God makes his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's our message to the world. 
that God wants you and you were made to be in relationship with him. Turn from the ways of the world. Turn from from living life all for yourself and rest in the one who made you to live life for him and actually equips you to live the life you were called to live. God made Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is our hope that Jesus came, lived the perfect life we could not live, died the death that we deserve. He became our sin, put on all of our mistakes, all of our regrets, all of our shame, everything that separated us from himself. He took it on and he defeated it. He took care of it. He paid the penalty so that by him and him alone, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way we can go to the Father is through Jesus Through him alone, we now become the righteousness of God. We are kept by God. We are seen as holy, without fault, set apart, made clean before the Lord. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That, here, this is so cool, y'all. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Here it is again. Called out of darkness, called out of shame, called out of sin, called out of mistakes, called out of selfishness, called out of a void in your soul that you're trying to fill it, but nothing in the world is making you feel full is satisfying that deep desire of life and freedom and contentment that only God can fill. And when you experience God satisfy you to the deepest depths of you, you may declare the praises of him. You taste the orange juice and you want the whole world to taste it too. Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. No, instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. His light has shined into the darkness of my life and I will never be the same. And I now filled with himself am the light of the world. And so I will go and let my light so shine so other people may experience him too. Acts 20, 24, Paul says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Before this verse, he's talking about how the spirit is warning him when he goes into each place that hardship is coming his way. Because It's not all butterflies, rainbows, bunnies, like good fluffy feelings whenever sharing the gospel, when saying yes to Jesus, when surrendering your life to him, picking up your cross and following him. It's not all easy going. It's your life on the line. But there's never been more safety. There's never been more rest. There's never been more peace. And that's why Paul says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me.
the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace because God saved me, because God, he rescued me, because God brought me back to him, because God has given me life. I'm willing to give my life to him by sharing him with every human I'm possibly able to share him with, (laughs) no matter what hardships may come. Because I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and I will be blessed as I take refuge in him. John 7, 37 through 38. Jesus, he actually says this loudly in the presence of many people. He says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Jesus satisfies, Jesus refreshes, Jesus saves, and then By his spirit living in me, it doesn't end with me. It continues with me. In the joy of my salvation, the working of his love, his truth that sets free, his grace that is sufficient, it overflows from my life, from within me, into the lives of others. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Jeremiah 20 verse 9, Jeremiah says, But if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is like fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Jeremiah is saying that like I am, like I was saying with Paul, like there's hardships And there are people who don't want to hear it. There's an enemy who doesn't want you to speak it. And Jeremiah, he's saying, though, if I even try to not mention the word of God, if I try to not talk about his name anymore, I can't. I get weary of holding it in because it's like fire in my bones. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and I cannot keep it to myself. In Acts 17, 6 The followers of Jesus are known for turning the world upside down as they share the gospel. Friend, have you tasted and seen how good God is? Have you tasted and seen his love for you, his truth that sets you free? Have you tasted and seen the fact that without him, the wages of sin is death? Without him, You're done for. I'm done for without him. The world is done for without him. And that's why this is just the sweetest news that he he wants us. And he made a way for us to be brought back to him. It's the most beautiful love story ever. And that's why I have a podcast. (laughs) Because I can't keep it to myself. God is so good. He created you. He cares for you. He carried you before you were even born. He loves you. And he came to save you. I love you. (laughs) I love you so much. And I pray that if you know God, I pray in Jesus' name that you may rest in the fact that God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind to go and let the word of God be made known to all people. And if you don't know the Lord, friend, I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you so much that he would humble himself from his mighty place on high and die for you because he wants you that badly. 
His goodness and love pursues you. And if you call on his name and believe that Jesus is Lord and he died for you and rose again on the third day, defeating death, friend, you are saved. And it is the only thing that will satisfy the thirst. It is the only thing that will refresh you in a way that that doesn't fade. And you were made for it. You were literally handmade for himself. Y'all, I love you. I pray that you get a good glass of orange juice today. And I pray that it just simply reminds you of how you weren't made to keep the goodness of the Lord to yourself. (laughs) Y'all are so awesome. Be sure and subscribe, download, share this with all of your people. And don't forget how awesome you are. I love (laughs) y'all. blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.